I will not apologize. Actually, I will. I will apologize for liking Topo Chico. Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast coming at you a day late, although it'll show up in your feed the same time, so I don't even know why I mentioned that it was a day late. You're just giving excuses in case the show's a little off If the show stinks this week, that's why. Yeah. Uh, I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. Hi, I'm the Step, Matt Step. And we're Tep and Step. Yay! Yeah, that's much week better. Week five. Week five. This is your week... Can you f- believe it? This is your week four preview, review and week five preview. And yeah, it struck me as I was recording my picks video ah. that we are... Right around halfway done with the regular season. Yeah. That's like insane. after this week, we are officially like halfway. I think the war on weather, the tide is starting to turn. I, the, the forecast looks somewhat more promising this weekend. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. So war on weather. Hashtag war on weather. Things are looking better. 30, only a 30% chance of rain on Friday. Maybe that's why it feels like it's like we've soared through the first couple of weeks is because of the weather. So much stuff has happened. And there's, yeah, there's just been a lot of stories yeah. that mm-hmm. it seems like every single week there's like four or five big things we have to talk about mm-hmm. every single week now that's that's i'm sure that's usually the case and we're just victims of the moment but at the same time i'm thinking like man it just it just seems like you know it seems like just the other day where we were recording our preview episode of this podcast yeah, yeah. it seems like that's that's how fast football season flies though yeah i know like the next thing you know so this is this is 100% true last night i booked a hotel for state Look at you. I booked a hotel. You just can't state. drive 20 miles home, huh? Well, okay. We're on, the pre- so we're, on the, we're, we're on the premium podcast. You're so, so big time. No, here. we're on the premium podcast, <laughs> so I'll explain it. So I'll explain it. And I actually, I understand why you You understand why. I'm but, just giving you help. But I know. But I will explain it to the, to, the, to the listeners who are probably thinking, wait, don't you live in Dallas? And I do. I live outside Dallas. But uh, my wife is uh, pregnant with allegedly my child. And so... That kid. she'll appreciate hearing that. I'm sure <laughs> she won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> what your wife doesn't listen to this podcast? This <laughs> um, Tep wife doesn't. She listen is. To this? It, she is definitely pregnant with my child, and um, but the kid is due December second, which, like, as far as planning is concerned, I've got to tell you, I did not. I I get a I get a mm. failing grade on planning. Yeah. Uh, so December second. State championships are December, I think, 19th through 22, if that's not right? A day earlier this year. And so whenever we found out, like, the due date, we um, started counting backwards. And, and, like, I was like, okay, well, if this kid comes on time, December 2nd, and you never know. It's a, yeah, you don't know. But if this kid comes on time, then that kid will be 17 days old when, <laughs> um, when state championships start. Mm-hmm. And so... And, and further proof that my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, I'll, I'll explain my thinking to it, was I said, all right, I have to go to my wife, and I have to sell her, because I have to get some sleep. I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing four days of broadcasting on Fox. You were, I, I will say, and this is not just kissing up because you're my boss, you my work boss. your ass off at the state championship. There's a lot going on. I do, you I'm, do. I'm, we, all, we all work we our all, asses off. We all work very you, hard. You work hard, and you I'm, do a lot of talking. I'm kinda, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm kind of running around a lot. Yeah. And so, I'm, like, hands, I'm, ex- babies. Right, I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I need to have energy, 
And so I was going to spin it to my wife of because I thought like there was no way my wife was going to buy oh you uh you know oh you're just going to be tired so you don't you want to get a like, good night's sleep. I thought there was no way she was going to buy that. So I go to her and I said, "Listen, I'm going to be really tired and driving home that 25 miles might be like very dangerous for me." And she sort of bought that, but more importantly, I was surprised she came and she's like, "No, you need to be you need to get some sleep because otherwise you're not gonna you'll like, be a zombie on TV. You'll be a zombie basically. on TV and uh-huh. you'll look bad and you'll get fired by Fox and that's not what you want." And so no. uh, I booked a hotel for two of the nights okay. uh, to get two good nights sleep. The other good thing, and this is clutch, and I promise we'll get off a of baby talking in a moment, but um, my her mom is coming down and basically like moving in with us for the month of December. Okay. Which is turbo clutch. Yeah, truly really clutch. That's, that's really clutch. So that's t- when the mother in law and the and come yeah. that's when the mother in law and the mom come in oh, super. Yeah, she's handy. gonna come in and just like she's she said, I'm not even gonna bother you, I'm just gonna like do dishes and stuff. I'm like, Yes. Yes. My lady. She's yes. great. Okay. Let's start this podcast officially. Okay. Uh, with as we always do, the Texas high school football fun fact of the week. All right. I, I didn't do good last week. I gotta no, redeem you didn't. myself. I gotta redeem myself. No, you didn't. But um, it's okay. You are absolutely going to redeem yourself here. You might know this. I don't know if you do. Okay. We've, we've not discussed this. This is, by the way, this is 100% genuine. He, he doesn't know. I'm not, we're not building this up for the sake of uh, that. But, all right. There are two teams in the state of Texas who have yet to allow a point this season. Ooh, I don't know this one. Now, one of them, I'm going to say, and, and this is with all due respect to our friends at Peaster. Peaster has not allowed a. Uh, is it Peaster? Is that the new school? They're not playing a varsity schedule they're, yet. Right. They're not playing a varsity yeah. schedule. So we don't. I'm not actually counting them. They're one of the two. The but I want to make sure. I want to make sure I give them a shout out. They have played three games. They've not allowed a point. Good on them. Clap, clap, clap. Shout out, Peaster. There is one varsity team in the state of Texas that has not allowed a point. They've played four games. They have pitched four shutouts. Matt Stepp, who. Is the team that has not allowed a point so far this year? For some reason, I think it's a team in the Panhandle. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say Spearman because I thought Spearman. Spearman, gone. you're you're you they, know what? They, 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 they have allowed first. six points in two games or in four games. Okay, so I was close. I, I, I said Spearman in my head. So Spearman's my guess, but they are not it. They are. There are four We're teams. Close. That's not bad. Yeah. six points in four games. That's pretty good. You're going to win a lot of football. That's games. really there. <laughs> so there are six teams that have allowed. Seven, uh, seven or fewer points. Edinburgh Economides has given up seven points all year. Cy Fair has given up seven points this year. Shocking Cy Fair. Spearman's given up six points all year. Orangefield at 3-0 and has given up seven points this ah, year. Okay. Big game against Buna this week. Um, and we were talking with um, A&M Consolidated coach uh, Lee Fedora yes. last week, and he mentioned they did give up a touchdown last week to Leander Rouse, but that's the first touchdown they've given up on defense. The other one was, I think it was a special teams bust. Okay. Um, so they've only given up one touchdown defensively, but that's not what this is about. There, there's Peaster, as we mentioned, but there is one school that has allowed zero points through four games. It is your Joaquin Rams. Oh, okay, Joaquin. Joaquin okay. has allowed zero points. They shut out uh, in their opener. They shut out Deweyville, forty-two to nothing. Mm-hmm. Then they shut out Or City, fifty to nothing. I think if you look at both of games, you're like, okay, fine. Yeah, that's- I will say though. Then they go to Shelbyville and shut out Shelbyville, thirty-one nothing. Okay. That's not bad. Solid win. And then last week they shut out Corgan Camden, twenty-one nothing. That's a three A over. That's a two A over a three A. Mm-hmm. Now this week is essentially the garrison. 
Garrison's really good. Gets a little tougher this week. That's a tough district, by the way. Garrison, Tenaha, Joaquin. It's a good district. That's a real tough district. And and Lennon Kildare's 4 now. Yeah. And they're rolling right now. So it's a good southeast east southeast Texas district. So there is your Texas high school football fun fact. Joaquin Rams. Keep an eye. Who was it? uh, A couple years ago that. well, there was one. Was it Eastern Hills a couple years ago that hadn't scored a point? <laughs> we were yes. like, I was like, yes. they didn't score a point all year. There were a few two of years those. ago, and then I think last year, Mason. I think Mason had, had, had like a run. six shutouts in a row. Yeah, or they had a run like in the that. regular season where they just kept yeah. shutting everyone out. Um, shocking. Could, Mason's doing okay again this year. I could look that up. Let me see who led the who led the state in in fewest points allowed last season. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Um, okay, fewest defensive points, Mason. Mason gave up 85 points in 14 they games. They lost in the playoffs 7 to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they gave up 70, 85 points in 14 games. Not far behind them, by the way. Munster, 121 points in 16 games. That defense was so good. Yeah, they were really good. And, wow, wow. I just didn't realize this. Munster and Tenahaw were separated by five points allowed last year. 121-126, they are the second and third best defenses in the state last year. It was a really year. good state title that game. Was an awesome state title game. And an underrated state title game. Yeah. We were talking about that in the office the other day. I promise we'll get to our week five preview in a moment. But we were talking about that in the office. That because Manville Highland Park sucked so much of the oxygen mm-hmm. out of that state mm-hmm. championship games, mm-hmm. that like I feel like there's a number of games that people forget were super awesome. Alito College Station was great. Yes. Uh, Munster Tenaha, and I think because it was noon on a Thursday, people maybe forgot about it. That game was great. Yeah, one of the games we will preview almost certainly today. I thought was a great game. Uh, Refurio and 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 yeah, uh, Mart. Mart was great. I thought Pleasant Grove and West Orange Stark was really good. I thought that was a great game, and I think because that was that game was so great because it felt like every score really mattered. Mm-hmm. Like Highland Park Manville. If you want to like knock it for any reason, it's just like Jalen Preston scored a touchdown pass, and you're like, all right, caught a touchdown pass, and you're like, all right, they're gonna need more of those. Mm-hmm. Like every score in that Pleasant Grove game felt like it mattered. There are only a couple duds. Kendall Cy- Carthage and Cypher Cypher Midway, and even Cypher Midway was like so shocking. Yeah, we we were all in the press box. Our jaws were dropping because we were not expecting yeah. what we saw. It's really so. good. So anyway, there's the Texas football fun fact of the week. All right, let's get to our week. Uh, let's get to our week four review. Our week four review. Uh, Overall, what are your what's your what's your big takeaway from week four? Uh, now that you've had a little bit of time to digest it, um, my biggest takeaway I think is Gilmer. A little worried about the Buckeyes um, yeah. getting not that they got beat by Carthage, but that Carthage just laid the hammer down on the Buckeyes, sixty six to fourteen at home. Yeah, at home, and Gilmer's got. <laughs> hey, they got Newton this week, so yeah, um, it does, no rest for the weary. I mean, we, we've talked about four A Division two and, and how wide open it is, and, and Gilmer's fall. This, this, I'm I'm not selling yet, but I, I've got some I've got some concerns about Gilmer, and I've got some concerns about Atlanta. Atlanta's zero and four now, and I'm like, I mean, I know they've played four really good teams, three of them were four mm-hmm. A's, but uh, I'm I'm starting to get I'm like, man, they're zero and four, but I will say. Atlanta, the last time they won state, I think they started. They ended up the year they won state. They beat Marlin in the state title. It was oh three oh four, I think. Mm-hmm. They finished eleven and five. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta has done this before. So so you never know. Yeah, but I'm, there's some concerns about Gilmer for sure. I just keep coming back honestly to what an excellent, excellent, excellent week it's been for Fort Ben Marshall. 
it's been like the best possible week for Fort Pitt Marshall. Uh, yeah, they got some great news today too. Terrific news. Yeah. Uh, as they will, um, if you didn't know this, they had a a quarterback. Uh, transfer in uh, Malik Hornsby was transferring in from uh, Houston Austin. Houston Austin, very very talented. He's he's a D one recruit. This is a four star quarterback, yeah. twenty twenty kid. Um, he transferred in. It got gummed up in the DEC. A lot of Houston ISD schools in the DEC, and he yeah. came from Houston ISD schools. So I think there were some hard feelings there. Uh, you know how that, that, that's very it happens. Well, the, but the, uh, today the UIL cleared him. Yes, he did. The state executive committee cleared him today, and so now you add on to. A team that already looked like a 5A Division II title mm-hmm. contender. Mm-hmm. You add on a dynamic quarterback. And, by the way, you can make an argument they're past the toughest part of their schedule. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, Marshall will go on. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb, and it's not. It's a very thick and strong limb here. Mm, be careful. Uh, Marshall's going to go undefeated. But, yeah, I, you're right. And, and so that is why suddenly you look at them and you're just like, why not them? Yeah. I would. I want to. I want to look up. Let me. The see. big question is: is how are they going to integrate a, a dynamic mm-hmm. talent like Hornsby into an offense? It's, it's already. It's already very successful and, and already done a very good job. How do you integrate him? That, that's the challenge that, and it's a challenge a lot of coaches love to have. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great problem to have. But how do you integrate this talent into the offense and still kind of maintain the continuity and, and the success that you've had? You don't go. You don't throw things off by trying to. Force him into the offense. Now, look, it is not it is not a walk in the park for Marshall by any means. They are suddenly in like they are in what is suddenly a very very dangerous region three in five A division two, wherein they will play. It says it, they'll open. It says they'll open with Viter, which or this is our this is our playoff projection that we have yeah. right now. Viter. Not a bad Viter team. Slot T is mm-hmm. the devil. Mm-hmm. It is the mm-hmm. in, no one wants to play that offense in the playoffs. The slot T is the devil. You get past them, uh, then you get to you get Huntsville, who I think we've talked a lot. No of. slouch. No, no slouch. slouch. You get past them, you're probably getting Crosby. Crosby's very good. You get past them, you're either getting AM Consolidator or a rematch with Manville. Mm-hmm. Or Marshall, by yeah. the way. Not a um, in the park, and and then and then you're in a semifinal. You'll probably play a team. You'll play a team from Region Four, where you, that will probably be a, you be a, a, whoever wins Region Three will be a, a favorite. significant favorite of Region Four. And then you I get think. Alito. And yeah. Then you get Alito. So, um, but it was overall we're, we're we're saying that we're looking way too far ahead. To me, the storyline of Region, the storyline of this whole week so far yeah. has been what a great weekend it's been for Fort Bend Marshall. Hey, we got, we're, we we can look ahead. We're that's, yeah. that's what we can do. That's what we, we, can do we, we were talking about playoff. I called you today about mm-hmm. playoff projections today. I can't so. believe you did. Yeah, yeah, you wanted to know like when you should start the playoff projections. What do we decide? Week nine after week eight. after yeah. week eight. Yeah. So, so leading into week nine. Yeah, here's a little tip. Future future programming note for TexasFootball.com. After week eight, playoff projections will be posted. That's right. Insider baby. content only, so you will you, you sweet listener will get that. You will get that that sweet sweet goodness. All right, let's get to our week five preview. We've right. wasted enough time on reach week four. Nobody wants week four stuff. We're on week five. Let's talk about big games across the state. It's a it's a an odd slate in that we are now kind of into district play where enough that there are going to be a number of like high profile teams that essentially get the week off 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That there are teams that we're not going to think about for a while. Yeah, they'll get some. They'll get some games. They'll be heavy. We're talking forty, fifty point favorites. Weird. Uh, like, uh, yes, that's that's exactly right. Is that like, for example, it was another great week for Austin Vandergrift, right? Vandergrift, great, great win over. Um, Oh, who? Which one was it? Oh, they beat um, Hendrickson. Hendrickson, thank yeah, you. It was the other Hendrickson. really good team in that district. They're they're two and zero in district over the. I think the other two best teams, and now they get winless Visceridge, and they're fifty six point favorites. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about that, right? No. That's going to be kind of uh, Westlake gets Kyle Lehman. They're sixty three point sixty six point favorites. That's going to be more and more common. But there is still this like really nice, this like layer. At the very, I like top. to call it the burnt end of the mm. game. Yeah, I was going to go the with burnt end. I, I was I was going to go with ganache, yeah. but I feel like that is a lot less on brand than to call this. This is the this is the burn end, yes. right? Uh-huh. This is the burn end. That even if the brisket is just like fine, the burn end it's still sweet. Be really good. So we did the coin flip before the game. Matt Step won the coin flip, so he gets first pick on this right. week's draft. So the first pick. In the week five game draft, as we do this, and we hope we don't pick each other's games because we don't talk about this. No, we don't. This is this like (laughs) people have not asked me this, but I'll just tell you this is this entire podcast is basically us turning on the microphone and talking. Uh So, all right, I'm going to go with a district ball game that I'm going to be at on Friday night. This is I am stunned. You're okay. All right. Longview at Rockwall. Wow, that is my number one pick. I'm going to be at the game on Friday night. Um, by the way, uh, kind of ballsy on Rockwell, Rockwall to schedule Longview for homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> ballsy move, Coach Webb. I got to give it to you. But uh, I mean, there's gonna be a big crowd, it's a fun game. It's gonna be a blast. I mean, I mean Longview, long, they're four and zero. They are excited about the Lobos. They are going to come. The green and gold will be coming in full force to Rockwall. I expect darn near a sellout at Wilkerson Sanders Stadium, and. These two offenses, they're going to throw haymakers at each other. You got Haynes King, Jacob Clark at quarterback. You got Cam Perry, Jackson Smith, the wide receivers. Both teams are good up front. Both teams can run the ball. They've got a lot of weapons. Um, I think this game's going to come down to which defense is going to be able to get some stops. Yeah, I mean, because both. I mean, I expect the winner of this game uh, will score for at least forty-five. To win this game, you got to mm-hmm. score forty-five. Um, to me, if I'm going to trust a defense in this game, I'm going to give the edge to Longview's defense. I mm-hmm. trust their defense a little bit more than Rockwall's. But do not be surprised if Rodney Webb, who is known to have tricks up his sleeve, if he gets to a point where he gets this game close, he, onside kicks, mm-hmm. weird – hashtag weird football could happen in this game. This is – yeah, the, the quarterback matchup here is really tasty. Jacob Clark is a really – he's put up stupid numbers, yeah, he's, too. I mean, he's a – He's committed to Minnesota. He is a great quarterback. Yeah. He doesn't get talked about enough on the statewide level. Um, he's really, really good. Yeah. And we talked about Haynes King. He's up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Um, he's had a great start to the season. He, he you know, showed what he can do on, on national television in week one. And Longview, Longview's kept it up. They, they rolled yeah. up 600 yards of offense. And they played a team for Louisiana. Ruston, Louisiana is a good Louisiana. That's what, if, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know a good, ton about them, but I, I, I read up on them. I, and they're a, they're a state-ranked yeah. Louisiana Gabe Brooks, team. Who, who works for a 24-7 and is up on that part of the world, he's out in Louisiana a lot, says Ruston's one of the better big school teams in Louisiana. So mm-hmm. really nice win for Longview to go on the road and beat, beat them. Um, but I give the edge to the Lobos in this one. I, I, I think they're, they'll they – I, th- I trust their defense more than the Rockets. It's Friday night. Friday night in Rockwall. Okay, this is going to be this is a fun game. And and when that district came out, you know, I think we assumed Longview would be really good. We were 
we thought we had an inkling Rockwall would be good, and now it's like you're right. Yeah, we know they're good. And you think about their one loss is just to, is is close game to Highland close Park. C- close game to Highland Park. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. So Longview Rockwall goes off the board to Matt Step at one one. Um, all right. If you're going to make me pick it, I'll just pick the I'll pick the I think the the best game of the week, which is Mart Refurio. Okay, Mart Refurio's um, really interesting to me in a lot of different ways. Obviously, there's the rematch factor. This mm-hmm. is, of course, the rematch of the two A Division One State Championship game a year ago, in which uh, Mart had mounted a comeback. Thirty five twenty one was the final. Yeah, thirty five thirty four twenty one. Thirty four twenty one. Okay. And they and 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 another game that again because I think it was on a Wednesday evening, mm-hmm. people maybe forget about this, but like there was a moment early in that game where we were kind of looking around, going, "Uh oh, is Refurio about to blow the doors off of Mart?" Like there was early in that game that fake field goal. It's changed the changed game. Changed the game. It changed yeah. the game. Yeah. Wula, the uh, Shatidrick Bailey. This is this is. There's a lot of questions I have about this. First and foremost is Mart's offense has been mostly great, mostly, and then they also got shut out by Franklin. Franklin. Mm-hmm. Refurio's defense can ball, man. Yeah, Refurio's got a great defense. So. Mart and, and I talked to the folks. Mart got just got physically mauled in that Franklin mm-hmm. game. I don't think Refurio is as physical up front in the trenches is is as good as Franklin. Newsflash: Franklin's really good up front. The three but, versus two yeah, a yeah. But I think Mart is going. to – I mean, Refurio up front is going to still present some problems for a Mart team. The worth there's a weakness to Mart. Mm-hmm. It's in the trenches on both sides. You can bully ball. him. Yes, you can bully him a bit. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, if if, he, if they can't get their speed with Tyra Cornish, Tadric Bailey, uh, and then Kyler Martin, this quarterback out in space, and it doesn't really matter. Um, but that's that's one thing. That's a concern I have. The other concern I have is uh, the flex cat. It's the it's the offense yeah. that so every year basically it's an it's an annual tradition that like basically Cameron Cox the offensive coordinator at Refurio and Jason Herring get together and they look at what they have and they design and they basically design a scheme yeah, around they reinvent it. themselves every year almost if you if you haven't paid attention to Refurio in like three years and you think that they're this wide open spread offense that's two offenses ago yeah because they they were when they had God, what was that awesome quarterback's name. For uh, Quintanilla. Yeah, Travis Quintanilla. Travis Quintanilla. Quintanilla. Yeah. Uh, when they had him, they were slinging the ball over Lynx the field. Links Hawthorne. Yes. And, and, yeah. He's an awesome team. When they had that, they were slinging the ball all over the field. Then, in 2017, he basically came together and said, all right, we're kind of like a one-back team. Like, we're like an I-formation, one-back power team now. And so they did. They totally changed the way they do offense. Well, they did it again. And now they're basically running the option. Yeah. It's, it, they call it the flex-cat offense. And... In the early going, they've been fine. Fits and starts. The it's offense been, has yeah. been fits and starts. It has been. And so if they are if they're not now last week they exploded against Hebronville, a decent Hebronville team. It's not yeah. It used to be a while ago if you if you're thinking back to those ninety one those days where they beat teams ninety one and nothing, Hebronville was a common opponent in that mm-hmm. that would get drilled, but Hebronville's better now. They are. They they came alive against them. But this is a different challenge on the road. Long road trip. Long road trip. I I don't know. I'm super. I'm super interested in how this game plays out because the other thing about this, and I know that Jason Herring says the right things as far as like, oh, it's a non-district game. It doesn't matter. I guarantee you, that dude wants as competitive as he is. He wants <laughs> his pound of flesh. Yeah. He's he. 
I think I think he looks around. I think I I, I don't think this happened, but I think he looks around. And he thinks he got his pants pulled down on national television last year. That's what I think. Yeah, I think that he because he's not used to going out there and kind of getting outsmarted. And Kevin Hoffman dialed up a couple of things that he didn't have an answer for. Yeah, and yeah, so the, the other two tight I mean, when they lost to Cisco and they mm-hmm. lost to Canadian State title game, they just got beat. They were just physically those were better beat. teams. Yeah, they were just they lost to better teams. They lost to better teams. I, I think there's a case that Refugio yeah. was on equal equal footing with mm-hmm. Mart and Mart Mart out schemed him. So there's like it's a great it's a great football game from an X's and O's perspective. It's a great football game from like a uh, like an outside the lines perspective. There's a lot of like. Storylines here, mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think, and also Herring, it won't make up for losing on state at losing the state title game, but I think he'd get a little pleasure out of going to Mart and beating them. Oh, he absolutely would. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He, he's fired up. Yeah. That. All right, that's my third. What's your second All pick? Right. I'm gonna stick in that general neck of the woods, the Referio neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. I got Shiner at Goliad. Four and O Shiner visiting four and O Goliad. Two teams ranked in the top five of their respective classification rankings. And I think the the biggest thing about this game for me is it, because Refurio played Goliad two three weeks ago. This gives us at least a litmus test to how Shiner and Refurio stack up later on in the year, mm-hmm. because they likely very good chance they meet in the playoffs again. So yes, Refurio lost to Goliad thirty five nothing. I want to see how Shiner stacks up with Goliad. Now I want to be clear, and, and we, well, this is not a prediction show. But I think Goliad's your favorite here. Yeah, I think oh, yes, they're the bigger school. Yeah. You know, they're the three A Division One school. Shiner's two A Division One. They're the bigger school. Now, I think Shiner matches up better with Goliad than mm-hmm. Refurio does because Shiner's a little bit bigger and a little bit more physical up front. Now, I don't think Shiner's skill position players are as good as Refurio's. Agree with that. Whereas I think Goliad might Goliad and their Refurio win really exploited their edge in the trenches in that game, mm-hmm. shut Refurio down, and kind of bullied Refurio in that game. With yeah, big Logan Bland at running back. I don't know if Bland and, the, and the, will be as big a factor in this game. I think Goliad, if they're going to win, it's going to be because of their outstanding receivers that they have. Yeah. Um, Dontavian Clay, um, Justice. Uh, gosh, I saw Goliad play two weeks ago, but no, they have four guys who can hurt you out so. wide. Yeah. Um, and then Rocky Morris, a quarterback. So that's where I think Goli- You know, this is going to be a game of pace. I think Shiner's going to want to slow. Th- you know, Shiner's got the offense untracked the last couple of weeks. They yeah, just- remember, didn't they hang 63 on Burton? Yeah, and then they scored uh, forty over 40 last week in their win, over 48-6 over Tidehaven. Mm-hmm. Donye, uh, Donye Taylor ran for 221 mm-hmm. yards and four touchdowns. But I think Shiner wants to slow this game down, keep it in the 20s. Mm-hmm. I think Goliad's going to want to up-tempo it and get it at their pace. So it'll be a, a clash of styles um, in this one. Um, that's going to be the key. I, I just, so, but really, the, the big thing is the litmus test. How does Shiner stack up to Goliad? In reference to how Refugio stacked up to Goliath, I like it. I like that. I like that. I can pick a lot. That's that's an excellent pick. I'm gonna go big school, and I'm gonna go down to Houston, and I'm gonna talk about one of maybe the most surprising four and O teams in the state. The Katie Tompkins Falcons are four now, and they get a big test this week with Katie Seven Lakes Legacy Stadium Friday Friday evening. That's six thirty kick. Um. And for me, if you haven't paid a ton of attention to Tompkins, this is the newest program. They haven't opened a new school since then. No, Pato. They opened up Pato. Golly. Pato. They're 5A, though. They're the second smallest. They're the second newest program in KDIC. But just they've gone through those new program growing pains. They have looked like a new program is what has happened. But somehow, something has clicked this year. And they've been a really pleasant surprise. Um, and they've dominated people. They, 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 yeah, they've. 
their scores, they're four and zero. They've been lopsided. They've been lopsided. They've got a running back in R.J. Smith who's really solid. The defense is really, really playing well. This is a big test for them, though. Is like now, I think this is the best team they've played by far. Yeah. Seven Lakes has got um, a, a, gr- a pretty solid quarterback in John Harrington. I think their defense is probably the best defense they've faced this year. Uh, this is a huge test for them, and this, this is a this has got playoff implications. Oh yeah, too, that's I mean, the other thing. I mean, this game you talk about in a, dist- a seventeen district, uh, you get a win over over the winner of this game. It's we kind of call it a buffer win, where you mm-hmm. kind of have a, a, a win in your back pocket over a fellow playoff contender that can come back and be real helpful when you get into tie if you get the tiebreaker scenarios, so. right? Um, we th- we talked about this, uh, me, you, and Max did before the season started, that we thought Tompkins was a little bit of a sleeper. Um, they had a real strong 7-on-7 seven seven campaign this summer, mm-hmm. and folks were kind of talking in Houston, hey, watch out for Tompkins, watch out for Tompkins. And we kind of had them kind of on our radar a little bit, and they've they've come to play this year. Yeah, it's very good. I'll, well, now look, nobody is suggesting that in either of these teams are going to be Katie. Okay? No, I think Katie and Cinco are still... Yes. Uh, 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 I don't know, man. Cinco played Cedar Park tough last week. I, th- I think Cinco's still... I think getting into district play will help. Yeah, I think Cinco's still... I don't know, man. 0-4 is ugly. Yeah, it is. I, I think Cinco's going to get it together. And then you got Taylor. I'll just, I'll just say this. It would not surprise me if the winner of this, uh, if the, if the winner of this game finishes second in district. If they, if, they, if they beat Cinco. If Cinco's really down, um, then I look at this and, and, yeah, I mean, this this got major playoff implications. Um I am. I'm really excited about this one because, like, you want to talk about if you're Tompkins, this has biggest win in program history. Yeah, this, this is a program defining yes. game for them. If they can win this game. They go to five and zero. They're one and zero in district. Mm-hmm. Can take a huge step towards a playoff win. So yeah. this is kind of one of those uh, program defining wins. What's your third pick, Mac? All right, let's go to. We're going to stay in the smaller school realm, and we're going to go into Central Texas. As two teams in the our four A Division two top ten meetup, opening district play as Fairfield visits Lorena. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Lorena, the computers really like Lorena. They do. They do. You're exactly right. We, we like them. We have, but we don't like. Them. I mean, the you know they got Jer- Lorena. They got Lorena seventh. Yeah, we got them. I think ninth. And and Padilla has Lorena in like number one in four well, D two. So I mean, those depending on the rankings. But we like them too. We have them in, in, at number ten, yeah, or number nine, I think. Mm-hmm. And Fairfield's number eight. Mm-hmm. So this is a big, big matchup in a really tough district. That district's really good. Computer has this number seven versus number ten in four A Division two in that wide open. Who wants it four A yeah, Division yeah. two? And both these teams have been very consistent. Uh, Fair, Fairfield last week barely got by Palestine, seventeen to fourteen. Willing to give Fairfield a little bit of a mulligan on that. Don't know how the weather was. Mm-hmm. That's a rivalry game. Those two towns aren't far apart from each other. It was in Palestine, and Palestine's a bigger school. So willing to kind of give Fairfield the benefit of the doubt there a little bit and not that worried about them. Uh, Lorena's been really, really good. They well, have been. Well, and they've been dangerous with the football. They are a big scoring team. Yes. Yeah. A.J. Bell, 202 mm-hmm. yards, four touchdowns rushing last week. Um, you know they held T. They beat T forty-two to seven. But Lorena's got a win over over Franklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they beat China Spring. And they, they've got some nice yeah. wins under their belt. They've got that's they've got a resume that's aged really well. Yeah, that like you know when you talk about beating Franklin, then it's one of those things that it's kind of like in in the old school BCS where it's like you beat a team and then you start rooting for that team to be mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And 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 Franklin's kind of had that that all their all their wins have come over teams that have ended up being pretty good. Yeah. So this is this is a I, I, on paper to me it's a pick'em game which makes it mm-hmm. really exciting. I'll be definitely keeping a close eye 
on a, this district di- district opener for these two as well. I, yeah, I, I think that's really interesting. Um, all right. I am going to... Man, big weekend in Central Texas and, and the um, and Coastal Bend. Um, I'm going to go Midlothian Heritage and Waco La Vega. Oh, yeah. A, a 4A Division One, um, two ranked teams... Um, what is the what is the the rankings? Midlothian. This is according to the computer. This is number three versus number five in four A division. Oh, what both these teams schedule? The My computer. Goodness. The computer. Yeah, the computer. By the way, if, if you're worried about this, computer is not worried about. Um, at this moment, they're not necessarily worried about La Vega. I will say I am cautious. The loss to LBJ concerns me. A that's little the bit. one. Yeah. Is the lost Argyle cool? Whatever. That's the that's probably the best team in four A Division One. Either them or Carthage, right? Mm-hmm. Though it's their co their co best team in, in the state, right? That's fine. The LBJ one, LBJ's fine. They're fine, and they're fine five A team. Yeah, but that's a game you need to win. Yeah, and it was on the road. They had to go to Austin to play uh, that game. I don't know. That has me a little bit worried. Now, look, they. Hit the Jets last week against Pflugerville in the second mm-hmm. half. This game was close in the first half, and then they scored six second half touchdowns to pull away. So La Vega's maybe they figured things out. Maybe something clicked. Remember, this is a new coach in Dodd Hyde. Things are a little bit different. New quarterback. I will. I'll say uh, who did Heritage beat last week? Stephenville. Stephenville. Great game. Similar thing to what we said against Steve when they're saying Stephenville. We'll probably say it against every team the Heritage plays. You do not want to get in a shootout with them. And Stephenville kept the score in yeah. 26-21 game. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where La Vega wants the game to be. Right. want to keep that game in the 20s. And that's the game Stephenville wanted. They just didn't come up with those plays. And yeah, that's okay. Heritage hit, that, Heritage hit a long touchdown, I think, with like two and a half minutes mm-hmm. left to beat them. But Heritage is hitting on all cylinders. And if that defense is really rounded in form, because remember, defense ended up being kind of their... Yeah, the last their, couple of years, their Achilles heel knocked them out of the playoffs. If the, if this defense is for real, then suddenly I'll say this. So I'm looking at the computer. The computer rankings right now: Carthage one, Argyle two, Midlothian Heritage three, Liberty Hill four. Don't forget about them, by the yeah, way. No, they scored 89 points. We refer or in the slot T. We are now referring to it as the murder T. Yeah, uh, they scored 89 points last week. Don't forget about Liberty Hill and La Vega. Okay, if if if. Heritage beats La Vega, and Heritage beats La Vega in a way that is convincing. I think that maybe that tier where we've kind of viewed Carthage and Argyle in that in that in a different level. Heritage moves into that tier. I'm willing to consider them for for membership got, in that tier. Now you got wins, convincing wins over over La Vega. We get, well, you got wins over La Vega, Stephenville, and Kennedale. Yeah. You know that's. I mean that's that's the thing, and I know Kennedale is there. Kennedale is not what they were last Kennedale's year. I want to be down, clear for sure. They're down, but at the same time. They kicked the tar out of them. Yeah. They beat them 35-7. So they have a 28-point win over Cannondale. The Decatur... Decatur's a weird team to get a read on. Yeah. They have that win over, and then they have Stephenville. But if they have Stephenville, La Vega, and Cannondale, that is it's three nice trio really wins. good wins yeah. heading, into playoff, heading into playoff where... Or into a district where they're going to be favored in every game they play. Yes. Uh, Crandall's probably their toughest. Their Crandall's toughest not foe. Bad. Crandall's not, not bad, bad, but but Heritage is going to be favored in that yeah. game. So this is a big game, I think, for both teams. For La Vega, I think that they get right back into that hunt and say, "No, those two losses, they were like we're still that team you think we were." For Heritage, I think that they could get promoted in my mind up to that next tier. So I'm really excited about Heritage and La Vega. Your fourth pick. All right, I'm going to go up to the South Plains. Shallow Water, 4-0, visiting Brownfield, 3-1. and 
Yeah. This is this is it's a, the best game of the South Plains to me. This is an awesome game. Yeah. You know, we talked to Dwayne Tolliver at Brownfield at coaching school, and he told us he thought Brownfield had a chance to be pretty good. They're off to a strong start at three and one. Now this is this is the test. This is where mm-hmm. you measure up and see, okay, where do, where do we stand in the pecking order of things out, out in you know the Lubbock area against a shallow water team that that's that's really really strong right now. I mean, Cutter Sparks putting up huge numbers again. They rolled Dalhart last week, forty nine twenty one. A much improved Dalhart mm-hmm. team, a much improved four A Dalhart team. Uh, and Cutter Sparks in, in, in offense rolled up over five hundred yards. You know, Brownfield. Beat Muleshoe thirty nine nothing. Not on Muleshoe struggling a little yes. bit, but still a very impressive win for Brownfield. Brownfield's got a lot of speed and a lot of athleticism. Chili Morin, their running back. That's a great name, by the way. Chili, Chili, for a running, running back, back named Chili. Chili guts the runs. Yeah, he, wow, it's yeah, I can see it. Thank I can you. see it. it's not as good as everything is fine hashtag, but it's, yeah. it's good. Thank you. It's good, but Brownfield's going to have the edge of the skill positions. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of do they have the depth and size in the trenches to hold off a, a really good shallow water team. And that's, the, that's the thing to watch. But I think this is a real litmus test for Brownfield. This, this is kind of the games I'm looking at now are kind of these teams where I want to get a read on them against someone their first real game against somebody uh, in their weight class. Yeah, I think I think that's I think you're right. And for me, what I'm really interested in. Um, is Brownfield can Brownfield make shallow water play a meaningful second half? Because the most astonishing statistic I found about shallow water is that they're averaging forty three points a game, and they're aver- averaging thirty points per first quarter. They're averaging thirty points in the first quarter. Let's take their foot per off game. the gas, and then they just coast. So this is the kind of game where shallow water I think is a small favorite in this one. But we also don't know how they react to being punched Pushed. in the nose. Yeah, yeah. And, and Brownfield has mm-hmm. that, that the talent and the speed to, to hit them with a big play early and kind of put shallow water back on their heels. I so. think so. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a great game. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. All right. My third pick, fourth pick, rather. Um, Getting a little thin here. Um, I don't know. There's a couple of places I could go. Um... Man, I've already done a ton down there in South. We've already had a ton of games in Southeast Texas. Ah, but forget it. I'm going to Orangefield and Buna. Orangefield and Buna's fun. Orangefield earlier. Orangefield and Buna's fun. If you like old school football. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is slot T versus wing T. Uh-huh. There will be 600 yards of, of rushing in this game. The game will last 45 minutes. The game will be, oh yeah. <laughs> the, game will, the game will somehow last less than the, than the time on the clock. That this thing will fly. Um, because these two teams run the ball, and by the way, um, this is a district game, right? Yeah, district opener. Yeah, dis- team district down there. District opener, one. and probably unless I'm forgetting someone, these are the two best teams in that district. Yeah, Orangefield moved down from 4A, and they were one of our uh, hipster picks, and they, mm-hmm. they're off to a good start, making me look very smart. Thanks, Coach Smalley. Appreciate that. They have been really drubbing people right now. Orangefield's looked really good, and they've been they've been very dominant. Um, Buna has been has been really good, not as dominant, Mm-mm. but probably played a little bit of a tougher schedule, and now they kind of run into each other, yeah. and the winner takes that pole position in the district play, and then that very and coveted one seed, that one seed, and, and, and when you when you talk about that, let me see if I can pull up that that bracket, um, live coverage, Greg Tepper. Yeah, I had it. It was oh, man, I, I exited out of it. But point is the. Um, that, that you get that one seed, and you can lock that up right here in week five. And if you can do that, things are looking a little bit better for this. So right now, um, the computer likes, well, 
Hmm. Actually, man, like really? Orange. Computer does not. Computer is not buying either of these teams. Who's the other team that district that the computer likes? Let me pull this up. They like Woodville. Oh yeah, Woodville. Woodville's yeah. lurking. Forgot about Woodville. I don't know if I'm buying East Chambers quite yet. Yeah, East Chambers. Yeah, that's I want to see a good district. So then maybe this is for a playoff spot. But so Woodville's probably the best team. That's the team I forgot. I don't know if I think I think Butte and Orangefield have proven themselves to be on the same level as East Chambers. Mm. So this is maybe the first of like three games that are going to matter as far as figuring things out. Another another potential for buffer wins. Right. So by the way, so let's just say let's just say hypothetically, let's say that hypothetically, this game is for the third seed instead of the fourth seed. Hypothetically, that means you are ducking Franklin in the first round. For it. <laughs> okay? So this is a mammoth, mammoth, mammoth game. Um, and you have got to make sure you uh, prepare accordingly. I, I think that this is a huge game. And, for example, the winner of this game, they say, would get die ball instead of, fr- or instead of Franklin. Now, that's no walk in the park. Die ball is not okay. Not bad. But... I think that this game has major playoff implications. I also think that maybe, while I do think that Woodville is probably the class of that district, I do think there's a realistic chance that this is the second for second place in that district. Yeah. And then your then your first round matchup, then your first round matchup is against um, Crockett, yeah. which Crockett's not terrible, but it's a lot better than playing Franklin, Franklin, Franklin in the first yeah. round. So mm-hmm. that is my pick. I'm going to go with Buna and Orangefield is my pick. And your final pick, all right, final non hipster <laughs> game, final non hipster pick. Let's go down to the coast, the beautiful Texas coast. Hmm? Gregory Portland visiting Port Lavaca Calhoun. Another slot T. We've talked a lot of slot T today. Port Lavaca Calhoun mm-hmm. and Richard Whitaker and, and company running a slot T. Uh, scored a lot of points last week in their, their win over a uh, team from Mexico whose name I can't remember right now, but they played a team from Mexico last week and beat them. Yeah, I think it was Monterey Tech. Um, but Calhoun 2-1 on the year, strong start. We know what they do. They churn out yards, they churn out points, and they hold on to the football forever. Mm-hmm. Gregory Portland, you know, their, their quarterback last year transferred to Refurio. And he's playing linebacker for Refurio. He's not playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Austin Ochoa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of questions about Gregory Portland coming into the season. What were they, what, what they going to do on offense? How are they going to get by with that losing Ochoa? And they figured things out. They're off to a 3-0 start. You know, shocking Rick Rhodes is doing a good job with the program. Uh Two weeks ago, that, that both of these teams well, – Gregory Portland was off last week, Calhoun played, but Gregory Portland had the week off. The week before, they played Bay City at home, had a big comeback win against the Black Cats. They got down 21 nothing in the first quarter in that game and came back and mm-hmm. won. So um, Gregory Portland's kind of been the, a pleasant surprise along the Texas coast. So um, this is a big district game. Again, this is one of those buffer playoff win type games where if you get a win in your back pocket against a fellow playoff contender, you've, you've gone a long way towards securing a playoff spot. Yeah. Um, but – Port Lavaca Calhoun is a really, really tough place to play. I've covered a game there before. They will bring a big crowd. That stadium is right in the middle of town, right on the main drag. It will be loud. It will be there will be the peace, love, and crabs signs everywhere in, in Port Lavaca. It will be a fun atmosphere. Um, and I think Port Lavaca, you know, being battle tested, playing that, in that Houston area district the last couple of years, I think they're going to be they're going to be ready for this challenge. I think you are right, and I think that that is. Um you know, G GP. I think, I think GP feels like that team that could be on the cusp of something big, like maybe not even this year, but like 
they're trending in such a way under Rick Rhodes mm-hmm. and things are going in, in a positive way. I'm very interested to see what happens in this one because I think that that could have um, – you're, you're right, major implications in this one. So that's not a bad pick. All right. My final pick. Yeah. Um, let's get real weird. So there is uh, – there's something we have not addressed yet, and that is that there is this very odd set of games this week. <laughs> District 2-6A and District 32-6A. Five games? This is the Little Southwest Conference, which is Odessa Permian and, and, and uh, Midland, Midland and Midland and Lee, Lee and all those teams, are playing teams from the Rio Grande Valley. Yes. Five matchups. Five matchups. And the one, there's a, there's a few really tasty ones. The one I'm most interested in is Amarillo, Tascos, and Brownsville. Hannah. Yes, which I will be at because I am a insane person. This is a, <laughs> an 11 a.m. or noon kick, 11 a.m. kick at Ferris Stadium in San Antonio. Beautiful Ferris Stadium. Hannah's tra- traveling 250 miles, and Tascos is traveling like 450 miles. Yeah. It's not exactly a neutral side. It's neutral, but it's a little more, you know, a little closer for him. This game fascinates me in so many ways. First of all, I think these teams are actually built pretty similarly. Yes, they both like to run the football. They both want to run the ball, and they both like kind of play ball control and keep uh-huh. it away from you. Um, Hannah's got the probably better defense, but Tescos has probably got the more playmaking defense. Yeah, yeah, I think T- Tescos is going to have a physical. Tescos is a lot bigger than yes. Hannah. They're they're going to be much bigger up yes. front, and so. But more importantly to me is if you want to talk about two teams, like, okay, we talked about Buna and Orangefield, right? We've talked about Calhoun and Gregory Portland. Uh, we've talked about all these games that the teams are intimately familiar with one another. The programs are intimately familiar with one another. These two programs don't know anything Mm-mm. about each other. No common opponents. There's, this There's, this, is, this yeah. is flying blind. Yeah. This is as close as you can get to an out-of-state game without being out-of-state. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's what makes this interesting. I think this is a real test, and, and maybe this is, this is probably, I'm sure that there's other reasons to like it, and I'm very sorry if you guys are going to be offended by what I'm about to say. But one of the things that I think is great about this game is that this is a great, this is a great test for the computer, okay? Because yeah. the computer, is, this, is, this is no common opponents, no even like third-tier opponents. It's like... You know how you do like the, the seven degrees of separation mm-hmm. where you try to find... I wonder how far down you have to go down yeah, the list to, to find get, a common opponent. Yeah, to get... You know, is it like 10... It, it 10 may be. I mean, it's... Well, who did Los Fresnos play? Los Fresnos played uh, a team. El Paso Montwood. I bet, I bet there's a little bit closer link than we think. I bet there's that. Montwood's probably the closer link. Yeah. Although Hannah hasn't played Los Fresnos yet. My point... But this is one of the best teams in the Valley going up against an interesting team up there in the panhandle. Mm. I'm excited to see a uh, Tascosa running back King Daru. Yes, he's uh, supposed he's to be great. Some, got a bunch of Division One offers, mm-hmm. you know, which it fascinates me. Every time I, watch, I see Tascosa, and I know Tascosa by nature, they spread the ball around. Mm-hmm. King Daru usually only has like eight or nine carries a game. And I'm like, you've got this guy with SEC offers. Give him the ball. Give him the rock, man. But maybe maybe they're saving him for the playoffs. The, um, by the way, computer, if you're interested, you have a guess? Uh, I think they like Tascosa, but not by that much, right? Hannah by 14. I don't buy that. No, I, I think Tascos is a favorite. I think I picked Hannah to win in the picks. Uh, I think Tascos is a favorite. This is see, but that's that's what's so interesting about this. Is it like, yeah, like no idea. Yeah, and that's 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 what's fun about this matchup. So that is that's my fifth. I pick will be there from just a pure weirdo. Uh, Perspective. Follow my Twitter on Saturday morning. And I, I know you guys will be keeping up with that Saturday morning while oh, you're yeah, watching college football. That'll by be a, 
yeah. really intriguing game. By the way, be, don't if if you watch the picks and you're like a Tascosa or Hannah fan, I think I call this game weird like seven times. It's like the teams aren't don't, weird. Don't be offended. It's just like playing. such a bizarre like yeah. like confluence. I mean, we've got. Lo- I mean, there's. I mean, we can. I can go through them real quick if you want. You got yeah, Los, Los Fresnos is playing at Ratliff against mm-hmm. Permian. Harlingen is playing at Grande against Midland. Mm-hmm. Midland Lee is visiting San Benito. Odessa High is visiting Harlingen South, and then you have Tascosa and Hannah in the neutral site game in San Antonio. Hashtag weird football. That is very weird football. For dorks like us, though, we eat this kind of thing up. This okay. is really interesting for us. It's, it, that's, that's for me. Like, this is baby. It's like a game essentially only made for you and I yeah. to, be, to like marvel at. Yep. You and, know? and the reason, if you, if you want to know why these teams are playing, yeah. it's very simple. Uh, there are two 16 districts in the state in Class 5A. District 26A and District 32-6A. And they, these guys, it came to the point at realignment where no one had any dance partners, and they were like, well, I guess we got to play. You know, it's kind of one of those things. So, you know, that's why they're playing, if you want to know. All right, so uh, Step took Longview, Rockwall, Shiner, Goliad, Fairfield, Lorena, um, Shallow Water, Brownfield, and Gregory Portland, Calhoun. I took Mart Refurios, Katie Seven Lakes, Katie Tompkins, uh, Midlothian Heritage, La Vega, um, Buna, Orangefield, and um, Tascosa. Hannah and Tasco. So those are my games. And now, for his hipster pick of the week, and his Tepper hipster. Hopes. I mean, Tepper hopes I don't pick his game. I mean, Hannah and Tascosa is pretty hipstery. It's, it's kind of hipster, but that's kind of hipster. But I, I feel like it's also a, a fun enough matchup that it, yeah. it fits it's in on the radar. Yeah. yeah. So your hipster game of the week, I've got uh, a Metroplex six A game, which is a little weird. Yeah, uh, ducking that one. All right. Uh, I'm really interested to see this Plano East Prosper game. Yeah, I really want. So I'm I'm am a little bit more sold on Plano East now than I was early before the season started. Uh, I saw them against Lake Highlands uh, on that Saturday morning in the Cotton Bowl. Very impressed with them, and they beat Saxy. And not only did they beat Saxy, they beat them pretty badly a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. So that really pushed me over the edge on Plano East and sold me on them. They're right there on that cusp of being in the six A rankings. Uh, no teams ahead of them are losing, so it's kind of hard to put them in. But th- to me, they're they're moving up there. I mean, they've got that. You know, they, they beat Saxy pretty bad, and that really yeah. impressed me. Prosper, first year in six A, really don't get, have a good gauge on how they match up with the other opponents in Class six A. I mean, they 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 won last week, and I think they beat Plano West. I think is who they beat last. That sounds week. right, but that doesn't take a whole lot of doing. No, Plano West is on a really long losing streak right now. They're really struggling. So this is really Prosper's first real test against a six. No, they beat McKinney last week, thirty-five-seven. Okay. And McKinney love Coach Shavers, but they're they're rebuilding. They're, rebuilding. they're in a rebuild. Um, so this is really Prosper's first real test against a, a heavy hitter, quote unquote, in six A. Yeah, a playoff type team in six A. So I want to see. Uh, how Prosper matches up, and if Plano East is, is really because if Plano East can can dominate Prosper, and, and really that that that's going to look good for the computers, I think, and, mm-hmm. and start to put Plano East. And then we start looking ahead to that Plano East Allen matchup. Computer East. Computer has Plano East 29th in the state, and then they have uh, Prosper 49th. So they've got they've got Plano East is about a seven to eight point favorite. Yeah, um, yeah that's interesting. We're gonna Fox will have a reporter there. Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting. They, this is like, this is a game, game we this is a game we picked out like weeks in advance, and it just happened to fall into like a battle of undefeated. Yeah, I think we're gonna have the DCTF operations yeah. crew out there. I think mm-hmm. the, I mean, having the talkies will be out there. The talkies and, be out and there. All of our you, partners will be. It, you, it should be a great. Kimbrough Stadium is a great place to watch a game. It'll be a. A fun atmosphere. I'm really intrigued to see. Uh, this is this is this is this is what I'll be watching to see if Prosper matches up. So you're going from VFW Metroplex. 
I'm going to go to Houston. Okay. All right. I'm going to talk. If you want to talk, like, so, so that's kind of a prove-it game for both teams, right? Here is a prove-it game for one team. Ladies and gentlemen, my hipster game of the week is Alvin Shadow Creek in Angleton. Okay. That's a good one. All right. That is a good one. Because here's the thing. Angleton's good. Okay? Angleton's good. I don't think they're elite. The computer likes Angleton the Computer a lot. likes them a computer, lot. Computer loves Angleton. Um, com- I'm not as Computer sold. has them fifth in the state. Yeah. But here's the thing. The computer also loves Shadow Creek. They've got them tenth in the state. Wow. Tenth. They love what they're doing. And... So here's an example of a game where Shadow Creek is unbeaten, a new program, a new-ish program. They, they play two years of, of JV. This is their first varsity season. And they are, I mean, they're rolling people. They are rolling people. They have a win over Summer Creek, Magnolia, and then they beat the tar out of Ailey Felsick. Yeah. They've given up, you know, they, they've, they've shut out Ailey Felsick. But you forget all that. Because here's the thing. I think everyone in the Houston area is looking at Shadow Creek and they're going, it's a nice start. Well yeah. done, guys. Now, now, now play somebody, okay? Now they're in the, what they call in Houston the, the little SEC. little SEC, okay? Yeah. You get Angleton. You get Angleton. You get them at, at home. Where are they playing? Is that, Probably at Freedom the, Field, the new stadium in Alvin. Probably stadium in, uh, Not now. It's Alvin ISD. I think it's in, it's not, it's in one of the little, the little suburbs. It's not in Alvin, and it's not in Manville. Let me see if I can find it. I forgot what the name, of the, the name of the little town is. Um, yeah, oh. Um, it's Freedom Field, though. I know that. Yeah, oh, is it uh, Iowa, Iowa Colony? Okay, Iowa That's Colony. It. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, here is your freaking chance. Yes. Because right now, Shadow Creek, Brad Butler's Sharks are a cute story. They're cute and cuddly. They're There's- cute and cuddly. Eight pound, ten ounce, tiny baby Shadow Creek. If they go beat Angleton, full grown man, <laughs> full yeah. grown. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and yeah. suddenly, uh, suddenly they're gonna have reporters on their door. Yeah, because Brad Butler does not like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm telling he's you, not a, he, 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 like he's trying to fly under the radar as best he can. Now look, here's the thing. <laughs> Angleton's no pushover. Angleton's mm-hmm. defense has been very good. Uh, they are running the ball really well. Uh, Jordan Jones, their running back's been great. I think Seth Cosmo, their quarterback's pretty underrated. Three-year starter, really, yeah. really solid. Yeah. Um, but look, this this Jamarian George, the quarterback for Shadow Creek. I mean, this team really might be for real, but we'll yeah. find out mm-hmm. this week. Also, Brad Butler, uh, I respect his food opinions. Remember, we kept running to him at Zinc Burger in San Antonio. That's right, we did. Yeah. The man knows his burgers. The man knows his burgers. Max would agree with that. I am super interested in Angleton and Shadow Creek. And I, I, I really, I'm, I, this, that's a great history pick because mm-hmm. I think this, we've kind of had had that theme this week of these prove it to me games, yeah. these litmus test games. And this is a, I, I'm I'm really intrigued because Shadow Creek's been on the radar, but I'm like, all right, you know, let's see them get it done and this all right. is their chance. So let me ask you a question. And we're on the premium podcast, so I don't mind offending some people. No, um, we hate your favorite team. Correct. So. So last week, I kind of ran into a dilemma that I had kind of made, because last week it was a trash Thursday slate. Before it wasn't. <laughs> it was trash, and then it wasn't trash. It, wasn't, it, was, it, was, it was a trash Thursday slate, and then it became the Friday slate, yeah. is what it became. Uh-huh. But this week, the slate has a couple of games. I know you're going to Lake Ridge and DeSoto. And Max is going, too. It's a Max boy. is going Max to that one. An appearance. I don't love going the same place as Max, because all the girls run up to him, and they all yeah, it just gets weird. throw their underwear at him. It's weird. So I don't love that. There's a couple of places I could go. I'd love to get eyes on Reedy. 
Um, and they play Thursday, but they play Frisco at the Star, and I feel like they're going to beat them. They should. Frisco's playing well. They're off. Frisco's three and one. I think. Is that right? I think Frisco's off to a decent start. I, I remember seeing something about Frisco being off to a fairly decent start this year. Uh, let's see if I can find them. Where are you at? I need to. Go to and um, look, two no and two. Ch- they're two and two. Okay, and there's no chance it'll get canceled. No chance it'll get canceled. I do like the star. I can eat, but you know, I don't know. It's it's weird. Geyer plays like Timber Creek, and I'd like to see Geyer because it sounds like they're going to be a lot more full strength they're now. Getting their, they're getting together. They're getting it together. They're getting their stuff together, and I'd like to see them, but I also feel like I can see them down the road. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll go to the star. Maybe I'll find a friend and go to the star. My wife said no. She said no already. She, she's got some after school thing. Because uh, she, like, she likes, for, 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 you know, I'll tell you here we're on premium. My wife... Um, Likes going to the star because we get to go to um, Connie Rosa beforehand, and it's mm-hmm. like a date night. And then we go, and I get to watch football for three for three quarters. And, and she then, likes the star. She's, oh, she likes the star. She looks really nice, and it's it's you know it's pretty. It's inside. It's, it's, you know, she yeah. doesn't have to sweat or anything like yeah, that. Or yeah. um, and she's also like seven months pregnant right now. So, uh, but she is. Uh, but she was. She's got like some after school thing. So okay. there may need to be another maybe a Lone Star Thursday night. What about ish. Is, is he is he still bogged down with? It's gonna be bogged. I, know he, I don't think he's seen the star yet. He's bogged with with basketball but maybe, i'll ask him maybe he could take a um, couple hours off maybe i could see i don't know sweet talking know. with connie rosso i know i do love connie rosso. yeah um okay so you'll be you'll be there and then you're going to you're going to uh long v rockwall, long v. rockwall and homecoming then, i get to hang out with clint buckley and hayden oh from, uh, that's long right they're, they're coming in that'll be fun and then uh Saturday, where are you eating beforehand do you know uh in rockwall they usually know? have good press box food oh do they Anderson's that's Sanders. right they do yeah. i have a game at if you ever if you've ever um in rockwall Chiloso. Chiloso. It's really good. Okay. See, because I owe Hayden, I owe Hayden Henry a a, a a good meal because he showed me bodacious while we were in Longview, oh. and so and I there's also a, a Culver's in Rockwall. God, <laughs> Culver's. I like Culver's. There's like a Culver's down the street from where I live. I like. They so have really good root beer. Have you ever had their root beer? No, I've never had their. It's root really beer. good. <laughs> it's on par of Bucky. It's not quite as good as Bucky's root beer. But it's really good. This podcast gone through. Yeah. Um, and Saturday, I got uh, Tesco, San Hannah, and then I have Clark and Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> one of those very games, on brand. One of those games is really fun. Yeah, um, it's very on brand. For yeah, me. it's very on brand. So Houston, I'm headed your way next week. Next week, it'll be fun. Um, okay, that's this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Love you. Uh, we love you tell, very tell much. Tell a friend. Tell a friend that if they want this nonsense in their feed, they can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, Step, thanks for your time. Thank you, sir. Let's do it again next week on Top of the Step. Hey.